Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I just wanted to, again, follow up with you. If you haven't already done so, check me out on the Termagent Talk podcast. It's a hip hop podcast hosted by two hip hop lovers who happen to be women, as they say. And it's a podcast you can find on iTunes and SoundCloud and all the major um, platforms. I was on their podcast uh, last week, and I believe it was episode nine. And I joined them to talk about women in hip hop. And it was a really good conversation, great dialogue, um, really gave me an opportunity to speak about something that I'm passionate about. So go on out over and check that out. Subscribe. If you're a hip hop head, if you want to hear a different per- um, a different perspective on hip hop, go on over and subscribe to that podcast and share it with your friends. Um, it's really a great, a great time to listen. Um, so go ahead and head on over to that. Follow them on all the socials. Uh, Termagent Talk. So thank you to those ladies for having me. And so this week, you know, a lot of times when I talk about things in the on the podcast, I like them to be things that are pretty relevant, things that kind of come up and in real time. That's why I, I'm not very good at like um, recording a block and a bunch of of podcasts ahead. I know a lot of people do that. And that's really good. And I'll, I do that sometimes if I'm going to be traveling or if I'm not going to be around because I want to continuously give you guys a podcast. But sometimes I prefer not to give a podcast if there, if there isn't something, if I'm unavailable or if there's something that I, that's not like I can't talk about, that's really relevant. But today I'm here and I want to talk about something that came up over the weekend. I was kind of just like, you know, searching on the internet, follow a couple of people. And I'm a big person on advice. I love to follow... Um, advice columns people writing in for advice I love to do that because I'm nosy (laughs) it's just one of those things it's like I used to listen to I know I'm dating myself but when Wendy Williams had the advice hour that was like my favorite part of of the of her show because I just love to hear people ask questions and someone kind of give them advice I listen to a couple of podcasts that are just advice podcasts I love it because I'm just nosy and so I follow um a woman, uh, Demetria Lucas. I'm not sure if you know her. She's from, she's done a lot of things, but she was, I found her many, many years ago. Gotta be, oh my God, like a decade ago when she, she used to write for Essence and Earl, she was an early Twitter person and I followed her on Twitter early. Um, and she, she does a lot of things. She's a writer. She's a curator. She's, she, you know, she's a lot of things. She's um, a personality for TV. She's, you know, reports, but she also does this advice um portion she asks she answers questions she has a book out um a bell in brooklyn and she has another book out um don't waste your pretty i believe that book is out and so she gives advice and um again i told you i'm nosy so i like to follow advice and a woman wrote into her and asked the question the question that she was asking was about a dating situation and she was asking (laughs) she asked a question about a guy who she had met And basically what she was saying was, I'm going to actually read the question. She said, the guy checks off most boxes, boxes, except there's no romance and he's not financially stable and he's not motivated to do better. He just talks about plans with no action. Um, I need this to be the right fit. He is amazing in every way, but I'm hesitant. And so, 
you know, I read that and, and, and I, and you know, you almost want to laugh, right? You want to say, that's funny. What? Um, but it wasn't funny because it's someone's real question. And it brought me to my topic for today, which is discussion about where on the list does financial stability fall in looking for someone who you would, you would say is per amazing in every way. Um, she said that he's not romantic. Okay. Some people can live without romance. Um, but she said he's not financially stable and he's not motivated to do better. And so, you know, I had a lot of theories about why this person could then be considered amazing in every way. Um, that theory probably lands to he was really putting, putting it down, <laughs> had to be because there's, I mean, how else are you amazing in every way? If you're not romantic, you're not motivated. Maybe he has good conversation, <laughs> but my, I suspect that he was probably delivering something for her that she, maybe she had not experienced in a bedroom. That was the only thing that could make sense to me. But it made me think about this topic for the episode today about where does financial stability fall? Where, when you meet another person, when a man meets a woman or a woman meets a man, vice versa, is, is not being financially stable a disqualifying trait? In, in being in a relationship or even dating someone. Would you disqualify a person if you were dating, if you met them and you started to talk to them and you started to get to know them and you started to like them and you found out that they were totally financially un- unstable and, and unwilling and or unable to really make some significant changes that would that would adjust their situation? Would you consider that person to be someone who you could still consider dating? Um, if they quote unquote checked off all the boxes, um, would you consider that to be someone who you could, who you could actually date? And then the question is, how does that work for men and for women? As a woman, if you meet a man who's, who's not financially stable, are you willing to take that risk, um, with him as a man? If you meet a woman who's not financially stable, are you willing to take that risk? And what does that really mean? What risk is it? We've all been at some points in our lives, financially unstable, Um, I don't know anyone who hasn't been for one reason or another. So the question, it begs the question, what happens? You know, being financially unstable does not make you unlovable. It doesn't make you somebody who, a person, you know, you're not a leper. You shouldn't be someone who no one should love. Um, But it does begin to ask a question about how far or where you can go in a relationship with a person who is financially unstable. So I... I'm a person who, um, who, who does a podcast about financial stability and I can, I can, and financial freedom. And I can talk to you and explain to you and teach you how to be financially stable. I personally don't want to do that in my relationship. Um, meaning I don't want to take a person who is financially unstable and teach them how to be financially stable. Um, I could teach them how to be better. That could be some part of the relationship that I share with them. Like, okay, these are some tips and things that I have. But I'm not sure that I want to pick someone up from, you know, from total financial instability paired with not being motivated. <laughs> I think those two things together is what makes it a challenge. But I wonder for for you, like for people who are listening, where does that buck stop? Where do you decide when you say, listen, a man is or a woman is nice and I like them and they have a good personality, but they're they're financially unstable and not motivated. And the question is, what does that truly mean? A person could have a lot of debt, a lot of credit card debt, you know, a lot of a lot of things they need to deal with. Their finances could be a little bit of a mess. Does not make you necessarily financially unstable. 
if the person has a career and an income, there's always ways where you can fix it. Um, you know, a person maybe have bad credit right now. Again, I don't know a person who at some point in their life hasn't had bad credit. That to me is not a disqualifying thing. Credit can be repaired. But I think that there's something when someone, when you call someone financially unstable, I think that's a part that would be a red flag for me. What do you consider financially unstable? So let me tell you what I consider to be financially unstable. If income is not stable, meaning you don't have steady, stable, consistent income, um, I consider that to be financially unstable. And I even chalk that up to those who are freelancers or those who work in like consulting or contracting work. You still need to have some sort of consistent flow of that kind of money as well for me to consider you to be financially stable. You could be, to me, to be financially unstable is to have an overwhelming amount of debt and no income to kind of deal with it and continuing to build that debt up. Um, To be a person who's an adult and who doesn't kind of have any type of, um, any type of, of, of savings. No savings to me makes you financially unstable because that means if at any moment the ball can be dropped, you know, as far as work or income or whatever it is, and you could be kind of left out there. But that's an unstable with a like a lowercase u, not necessarily an uppercase u. Um, but these are the things that make you financially unstable to me. You know, you don't have enough money to take care of yourself, meaning you don't have a place to live. You know, you, you're not able to maintain your own adult life. You don't have enough money to pay your bills. Um, you know, if your income is low and you have no, you can't meet your obligations. If you have children, you're not taken care of. She does mention in that post that they both, both she and he had a child. You're not together, but they had children. So this person is an adult, financially unstable, not motivated to do better and a father. That's a, that's a total no. Um, because he already has a main obligation to take care of. And if he's not motivated by his own flesh and blood, then he is not going to be motivated by anything that you say. Um, so, but even in those situations, so, so if you meet a person and they're financially unstable, um, where do you begin, right? Um, some people, I mean, again, I know people who say when you are financially in a bind, you shouldn't be dating, you shouldn't. And I don't agree with that per se. I don't think people, like I said, I don't think you're a leper because you're financially unstable. I think the added point of not being motivated to do anything different that's where he would have totally lost me um, because I just can't deal with someone who doesn't want to fix a very real problem. Um, I don't think that, I, I think that there are many ways in which a person can climb out of financial instability, but some of it is personality driven. Some people will always be in some level financially unstable because they have a personality of indulgence, a personality of, of not taking accountability. They have that type of personality and, and, and they, they, they are impulse driven and they lack impulse control. And those people without really strict guidelines will probably always be on some levels of financial instability. You ever heard of people who money burns a hole in their pocket? You know, like no matter what you do, no matter how much money they have, they'll always be on the brink. <laughs> it's a personality thing. And, and some people are just like that. But they also, some those people usually have become really savvy over life. And they're able to bounce back through things. So you find those people can can kind of manage it through life. But to just be totally financially financially unstable, um, is that a person who you can pick up in a relationship? And I'd love to hear from men. What do men see when they see a woman who is financially unstable? Because I've talked to certain men who feel like that's a kind of a good thing because then he can take care of her and then she will feel, um, she'll feel indebted to him and then it's a win for him, right? 
Um, I don't, and, and I'm sure there are some women who feel the same way, except it just doesn't seem like men often are honored when they feel indebted to you. Sometimes they take and then they go. Um, and women do the same thing, but I just, I, I, I'm curious about how, how that works. How do you, how do you explore a relationship with a person who is financially unstable? My recommendation is that you need to first look at your own stability, your own financial stability. And if you yourself are financially stable, you have savings, you have a retirement plan, you are paying your bills on time, your credit is decent, you are striving towards a financial goal. If you link up with someone whose habits and 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 conditioning is the, the total opposite of that, meaning they don't have any savings, they're not financially stable, they're they don't have any any financial goals they're working towards, their credit is shit, they they you know, their income fluctuates. They don't, they, you know, they have a lot of debt. You link up with somebody like that and that's not a sign that you're going to elevate financially. You have to know that. So unless you're going to commit to fixing that person's problem, then you are asked, you are asking, this is a recipe for disaster because that is going to bring you down. It's like anything else. You know, if I work out, you know, if I work out six days a week and I run and I do all this stuff and I get with somebody who had never ran for nothing, not even a bus, who doesn't, you know, who who eats terribly and everything, where that that makes us like not yoked properly because yeah, I can still keep doing my thing and go straight, and that person could keep going left, but at some point we're not gonna meet, and at some point one of us is gonna now. There's a good thing, right? Some people will think if I do that, I can inspire that person to do better. That's your biggest hope. That's what you hope will happen. But the other thing that can happen is that you go from running six days a week when you meet them to running two to gaining weight to being out of shape because you start to lean to lean in towards another person's bad behavior. And the same thing can happen with your finances. You could be somebody on a good, straight and narrow path. And with your attempt to try to help another person financially who you've decided you want to be in a relationship with and now you've anchored yourself to them, that person can bring you down and the whole ship could fucking sink. Excuse my language. But so you have to think about that when you are considering whether a person's finances, how does that measure when you're getting into a relationship? Now, again, if you're a person who is very um, strict with your own finances, it's unlikely that you and another person whose personality, and again, some of this is personality driven, some of it is just circumstance, who is very flippant with their with their finances. Sometimes there's a mismatch there in, in general. You probably, you guys maybe don't meet there. But even if you do, you have to consider how much that matters to you in a relationship. Like the woman who wrote in, she was saying that he was amazing in every other way. I personally had a hard time understanding what those other ways could be for a person who wasn't romantic, did not have, have was financially unstable, was a father and was unable to be motivated to do better. I, that just to me, I, I didn't hear how he could be amazing in every other way. He could be a, he could cook. And I'm sure again, I think he was probably putting it down in the bedroom, but that does not, that does not make for a person who you want to maybe link up with and share your life with that may make for someone who's fun, but that does not sound like someone who you want to kind of share your life with. And she was saying she needed this to work out, which I was, you know, I, I felt bad about that because I'm like, why do you need this one to work out? And it's probably because other things haven't worked out and she's ready to settle down. But this is, this will be not settling down. This would probably just be settling. And that's not okay. So it's just, I, I wanted to start that kind of dialogue, get that. What, what does that mean? Where does financially, financial stability play in? Like, I remember when you were young, it's like, he's cute. 
he's tall she got a fat butt she's this like the, those things you know she cooks those things were things that you like when you were young you're like yeah those are the things that matter but now if you're in an over 35 club and you're still out here dating like financial stability is there because you you've known enough right you've lived enough you know what it's like to not be able to pay your bills you know what it's like to rob peter to pay paul you've been there right we've all been there and so do we want to keep doing that at 35 plus i know i don't and that's why i'm doing this podcast that's why i do the work that i do but there are some people out there who are still living like that. And does that does that living like that disqualify you, a person now, in ways that it might not have when you were 25? So it's just a question. It's something that I wanted to broach on that topic. Again, I love advice. So if you need any financial advice, you have any questions, send them to me. I'll be sure to answer them on the podcast um, to the best of my ability. And, um, and yeah, just something to think about. We have to consider where finances play a role in all of our relationships in our friendships in our family relationships and in our dating and love and marriage relationships finances are everywhere money is everywhere and there's no way to get around it so instead of trying to avoid it we have to embrace it and if it's one of the topics that has to come up when you're getting to know somebody and you're beginning a dating process if it's going to come up the best thing you could do is know where you stand and you have to consider that wherever you stand on this is okay if you feel like when you meet a person and if their finances are to get are, are not together and they're financially unstable that's a disqualifier for you that's okay you can understand that know that about yourself and move on if that's something that's not if you yourself are not in a position where you think you can even say that or even if you are even if your finances are in shambles and you're saying to yourself i'm not getting with somebody else whose finances are in shambles you have a right to say that too but it's important to know where finances play a role in how you see all of your partnered relationships, including the ones which are romantic. So thank you for joining me today. I just wanted to broach that topic. I think it's a very interesting topic for us to talk about where do finances play a role in your relationships and how you seek out partners. Um, if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at financial emancipation and if you haven't have any questions or you want to send me a question for your advice that you want me to answer on a podcast next you can send me an email at malik m-a-l-i-e-k at the financial emancipation.com thank you so much for joining me today and i hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation getting free from the burden of your finances have a great day